0: Hey everyone, I'm Anne Bogle, and this is What Should I Read Next, Episode 2. Welcome to the show that's dedicated to answering the question that plagues every reader, What Should I Read Next? We don't get bossy on this show. What we will do here is give you the information you need to choose your next read. Every week, we'll talk all things books and reading and do a little literary matchmaking with one guest. Before we do that, last episode, I asked you guys to go to whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash iTunes and hit subscribe. This time, I want you to go back and rate and review the podcast. The rating and reviewing is huge in helping the show climb the charts on iTunes, so it would be unbelievably helpful if you could take half a minute to do that. Today, my guest is Sarah Kornak. Sarah is a fellow podcaster, and you can find more of her podcast stylings at the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, where she and her sister interview all kinds of women from all kinds of fields who are making their work work for them. She's also written a book called Time Management Mama, and created the brilliant business planner that you can get from her shop. I love chatting with Sarah about her love for reading and how reading is both a wonderful escape and a crucial tool for her work life. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Sarah Kornack. Sarah, thanks so much for talking with me today.
1: I am thrilled to death and to be
0: here. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Okay, let me explain how this works. You are going to tell me three books that you love, like all-time favorites, one book that you hate, or at least didn't love quite so much, and what you've been reading lately. So let's start with your favorites. What are three books you adore?
1: Okay, not to sound predictable, but I do love Jane Austen, although I tend to rewatch the movies more than I tend to reread the books. But I do love Jane Austen. I've read all of the Inspector Gamache series, which I really love those mystery series. They're fantastic. And I recently, just in the last few months, discovered Jojo Moyes, And I'm absolutely loving her books.
0: Ooh, I love your favorites. Those are some of mine as well. Um, No apologies needed for Jane. I also (laughs) discovered Louise Penny's series this year, which I resisted reading for a long time because it just didn't sound Inspector Gamache. Who is that? And why should I care? I just didn't get it. But I finally got started and just love those. And Mm -hmm. Jojo Moyes is a favorite. Okay, this will be fun. Now tell me about a book you didn't love.
1: Okay, so everyone was talking about Leanne Moriarty, and I have read I think two of her books now. Mm-hmm. And I Which really ones ex- were they I read The Husband's Secret and What Alice Forgot. And both had been on my want to read list for quite a while. And I think maybe I expected to like them so much that when I did read them, I was a little bit disappointed. I didn't love them as much as I thought I would, but Uh. maybe my expectations were too high.
0: That's interesting because I recommend Leanne Moriarty all the time to readers who love Jojo Moyes and vice versa. But I'm wondering, Jojo Moyes writes characters that are very likable and sweet and relatable. And Leanne Moriarty writes characters that are relatable, but they're a little more hyperbolic. They're definitely snarkier. Her stories are a little darker. Do you think that may be the reason or was it that the writing just didn't grab you? That
1: may definitely be be a possibility because I do feel like with Jojo, her characters really do draw me into the story. Whereas I think you're right, Leanne's characters just don't do the same thing for me. So I never thought about it that way, but I think that might be a real possibility okay. for why why I didn't enjoy her as much.
0: Okay. Do you do you think you like characters that you can really root for in the story?
1: Hmm, maybe I do. I've never considered that as far as my reading goes but i i think maybe that could be it that i enjoy rooting for a character that i like
0: all right we'll think about that as we as we keep talking now tell me the books you've been reading lately
1: so lately i was reading to kill a mockingbird again for a book club so love that one Mm,
0: great choice for book club
1: I've been reading Outlander. I'm on the Voyager book in that series. and I, I know it has a bit of a reputation that series, but the storylines are just so good. so i'm I'm almost done with Voyager right now.
0: I completely relate. And I think Voyager was my favorite book in the whole series. I'm eagerly waiting the next one. Yeah, I had no idea why people like winked and smiled when I told them Outlander was on my to do list. I had no idea that it had a (laughs) reputation for being so steamy and well deserved. Let's let's say. But yeah, the stories are just so good.
1: I agree. I had no idea either when I started this series, but the storyline just wraps you up so much that you kind of can put aside the steamy part and just enjoy it for the storyline.
0: Okay. Any other titles lately?
1: Uh, yes. I've, I read recently Chris Ducker's Virtual Freedom, which is a, a business book. And on Audible, I, I'm just reading Mr. Churchill's Secretary,
0: I keep hearing good things about that book. I, I really like that time period.
1: Mm, me too. Do you listen to audiobooks a lot? I do listen to audiobooks quite a lot. With our, with our business, I'm in charge of packaging. So when I'm packaging all of our products and things mm. like that, I'm always listening to an audiobook while I do that to help the time go by faster.
0: Oh, that's so smart. That's nice that you can read while you work. Do you read a lot of nonfiction?
1: I try to read nonfiction, but I have to say I kind of have to force myself to do it sometimes. The fiction always seems to be calling my name. And I know there's so many great nonfiction books out there that people recommend or great business books. And I do sprinkle them into my reading, but it's almost like I have to, I have to kind of force myself to set aside my fiction to learn something in nonfiction. Everyone keeps telling me to read Brene Brown and I just haven't done it yet because I know she's nonfiction. I've heard such good things about her books, but it's like I can't make myself pull the trigger and just pick up one of her books and read it.
0: Okay. Okay. Noted. We'll put that on the back burner. Okay. Before I make recommendations, I'd love to hear a little more about what you want to get out of the books you read. What makes you pick up a book? And is there anything you want to be different in your reading life? Any genre you'd like to read more of? Any topic you'd like to explore more? Tell me about it.
1: Well, I like to have a mixture in my reading life of just easy, great comfortable books, but then also books that challenge me a little bit more, even if it challenges me in a in a fiction book, which I think some of Jojo's books do that, even though they're fiction, they can still challenge you. But then I also want to challenge myself in my reading with more, more great nonfiction choices. So I definitely would like to steer myself more in that direction sometimes. But I just like to read a good fiction book sometimes, too.
0: Okay, yeah, a great novel can be transformative, but there's so much to get out of nonfiction, too. Absolutely. Okay, well, a few titles are springing to mind, and I can't wait to tell you all about them when we come back. Hey, guys, before we get back to my conversation with Sarah, I wanted to let you know that today's sponsor is Amazon. Amazon has all the hot new bestsellers as well as the most obscure titles you can think of. And believe me, I have put them to the test. The next time you are looking for a new book, just go to whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash Amazon and do your regular shopping and browsing from there. Using that link takes you straight to Amazon and any purchase you make gives this podcast a small percentage without costing you a dime. So it's a total win-win. So remember, that's whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash Amazon go there, get great books and support the show. Okay. Now back to my conversation with Sarah. Welcome back. Okay. Sarah just told us the book she loved the book. She didn't love so much and what she's been reading. And I am looking forward to diving in and see what she thinks about these recommendations. Okay. Sarah, how do you feel about historical fiction? You love Austin. You love a good mystery. I'm thinking this may be a promising genre for you. What do you think?
1: Oh, yes. I love historical fiction.
0: Okay, fun. Have you ever read anything by Kristen Hanna?
1: No, nothing.
0: Okay. My readers introduced me to Kristen Hanna over on the blog. I call her a sweet spot author. And I wrote a post about this on Modern Mrs. Darcy, and we will put it in show notes. There are a lot of great suggestions there. By sweet spot, I mean that she doesn't write marshmallow fiction that you could eat with you know, half your brain turned off, but she also doesn't write serious, probing, hardcore literary fiction. She writes those novels that are smart, but a little bit breezy at the same time. Her most recent book is called The Nightingale, and it was a departure from the more contemporary fiction she's written in the past. It's a historical novel set in France in 1939 at the beginning of World War II. The story actually reminds me so, so much of a book by Jojo Moyes called The Girl You Left Behind. I know you love Jojo. Have you read that one?
1: I did read The Girl You Left Behind, and I I really loved it.
0: If you love The Girl You Left Behind, give this Kristen Hanna novel a try. It's a very similar setting. These two sisters become prisoners in their own home when the Nazis take over the town they're living in. And it's um sweet and sad. And so it's a page turner that will break your heart. Just a really heartbreakingly beautiful book. Definitely something to explore. And another Kristen Hanna book I'd recommend is called Magic Hour. It's more a contemporary novel, more like what she's written in the past. The Nightingale was a big departure for her. But i do you think, based on what you said, that both seem like likely wins for you? Does that sound like something you might be interested in?
1: Oh, definitely. They both sound great. I'll definitely add them to my to-be-read list.
0: Okay. All right. For the second book, with your love of Jane Austen and Louise Penny, I'm going to recommend a good British mystery series, the Maisie Dobbs books by Jacqueline Winspear. Are you familiar with them?
1: I have actually read that series and oh. I definitely did enjoy them very much.
0: Oh, good. In that case, I was going to say tell me what you think. Okay, so, yes, <laughs> am I on the right track?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I It's, once again, a historical novel. It's a mystery, but they're not gory mysteries. So, yeah, they were right up my alley. I really enjoyed them.
0: Okay. That's interesting that you mentioned the gory mysteries, because for my next pick, I was going to suggest the Robert Galbraith Cormoran Strike series. And you may know Robert Galbraith better as J.K. Rowling. These are the books she wrote under her pen name, and then she got outed on Twitter. I think earlier this year, but I just read these series for the first time. I resisted reading them for years because I kept hearing that her adult fiction wasn't very good. I I'm currently reading the Harry Potter series for the third time with my youngest child. Is that How do you feel about Harry Potter, Sarah?
1: Well, I've actually only read the first Harry Potter book and it was actually an audiobook version of it about 10 years ago. So I, have, I don't have a lot of experience with Harry Potter, but I'm definitely willing to try her other books for sure.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I wonder if that might not be an advantage. You won't bring all the, you know, people have big feelings about Harry Potter and J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling and her moving on to write other works. So maybe that would even be an advantage. You said you didn't like Gory and books two and three can be pretty nasty. The murders in those are a little more gruesome So I don't know about books two and three, but you haven't even read book one. So don't even worry about that yet. In book one, it's called The Cuckoo's Calling. The cuckoo is the nickname of a supermodel who plunges to her death before the action even starts. There's no spoilers there. And Cormoran is hired to investigate whether or not it was actually a suicide. And as I was reading it, there was zero trace of Harry Potter in it for me. Like it never even occurred to me to compare the two. My brain just, I I forgot that it was the same author. But the books reminded me so, so much of Louise Penny, who's always said that she doesn't write murder mysteries because she wants to write about murder. She writes those stories because she just needs an excuse to probe human nature. And that's what I felt Galbraith Rowling was really doing in the novel. I was really surprised at how wonderful it was.
1: Interesting, I've never heard Louise Penny say that, but I could see how that is so true about her novels. So if it's similar with these, then they sound really interesting
0: yes and at least for the first one the cuckoo's calling if you're comfortable louise with louise penny with her level of um you know violence and language because mm-hmm. sometimes murder mysteries can be really gruesome and those aren't the ones i read if you're comfortable with louise penny you'll be just fine with the cuckoo's calling perfect okay and finally i'm going to encourage you to read that nonfiction book you've been putting off for a long time So the reason everyone keeps recommending Brene Brown to you is because she is truly fantastic and you've already heard about her, but you know, sometimes you need a push to read the book that, you know, you probably should read, or at least I definitely do. Sometimes I have a stack full of books I've been meaning to read for years and I think I'll be a better person if I finish. But I mean, do you have a stack like that? I'd like to think we all Uh, do. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay. Well, you should get this one off that stack and actually like into your hands If you need to get excited about reading her, listen to her TED Talks on YouTube. Just pick one. It's 15 minutes and you will watch it and feel like, oh, I'm in good hands. She is a really, really smart cookie, but she's also a wonderful storyteller. So even though she's writing about topics that we tend to think of as being kind of heavy, like imperfection and shame and vulnerability, she tells such amazing stories. Like Her books are very personal. They're very narrative-driven. They're not quite unputdownable like a Jojo Novel, but you will be sad when you have to like stop reading and put it down. And it's definitely in the uh, the books that can change your life category. I find okay. myself recommending that all the time and handing out copies and just being really obnoxious about you've got to read this. But it it really is, you know, bump it to the top of the list if you've been thinking about reading it.
1: Is there some place I should start with Brene Brown?
0: Oh, gosh, yes. That's a great question. Don't read her first book and don't read her most recent book. You want to start with either Daring Greatly, which was inspired by the TED Talk. So that would be really easy to watch her TED Talk about Daring Greatly and then hop into the book if you want to hear more. And I, I hope you will. The other great place to start is The Gifts of Imperfection. Her books do not need to be read in order. I, if I had to do it again, I might just skip her first book entirely. And her most recent book, Rising Strong, will make a lot more sense if you read it after you read the first two. It's not essential. I mean, it wouldn't go right over your head. But I think if you don't have a good reason to start there, like somebody didn't give you the copy for your birthday, then start with one of those middle two books.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right. Do any of those recommendations sound good to you? What do you think you'll read next?
1: they definitely sound good i'm definitely gonna do brene brown i just have to do it everyone keeps saying to do it and you've given me that encouragement i'm applauding yeah and i'm definitely gonna do Kristen hannah for sure she sounds right up my alley as far as good fiction goes and i'm sure i'll eventually get to Rowling's new series but i have a feeling it'll it'll take me a while to get there
0: fair enough there's a lot of books (laughs) out there to read
1: Yes, there are so many good books to read. And in fact, another one everyone keeps recommending is All the Light We Cannot See. So that's been on my list for a while. And I just got noticed from the library that two books I requested are in the new Kate Morton book and the new Jojo Moyes book. So I feel like my list is huge right now.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for you. I read the new JoJo Moyes and Mum's the word on that one, but I love the new Kate Morton. I thought it was her best yet, and I'm excited that it's it's waiting for you. I think you'll Ooh, enjoy it.
1: Her best yet, better than the Secret Keeper, because I loved the Secret Keeper.
0: Oh yes, like like up a notch or two, in my opinion.
1: Oh, I can't to wait to hear what you think. Oh, I'll have to let you know. I can't wait really now to thick, get it
0: too. Have you seen it? I was really surprised at how hefty it was. It's over 500 pages.
1: Oh my goodness. Another huge novel to start. it doesn't
0: feel long. Okay. Yeah, which is a compliment.
1: Okay, great. Oh, I can't wait to get it from the library now. I'll pick it up today.
0: Okay. Well, you've got some great reading ahead of you. Thanks so much for talking books with me, Sarah. It was great having you.
1: It was so great to do this, Anne, and I'm so excited to get into your suggestions. Oh, great.
0: Well, thanks for talking and happy reading. Hey everyone, I love chatting with Sarah about books and her deep and abiding love for the BBC's Jane Austen adaptations. It was so great to be able to chat a bit with a fellow devoted reader. Remember, you can listen more to Sarah on her podcast, The Brilliant Business Moms. And if you are into time management too, definitely make sure you check out her book, Time Management Mama. Before we go, don't forget to rate and review this podcast. There's a lot of black magic that goes into iTunes ratings, but your rating and reviewing is an enormous help. So I'll be forever grateful if you could do that little thing. Just go to whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash iTunes, hit subscribe if you haven't already, and then rate and review the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any suggestions of someone I should talk to, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. I am at Anne Bogle. That is Anne with an E. Bogle is B-O-G-E-L. Okay, well, that's it for episode two. As Reiner Maria Rilke says, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. Happy reading, everyone. I'll see you next time.